I don't think I was a good communicator at all uh, before therapy. One, because I didn't understand myself, but two, I didn't understand how to articulate that to people. Um, and I think like, I'm super grateful that I learned how to communicate and also just be vulnerable. I think there's like so much beauty in vulnerability. I think, you know, to some people it's like scary or like I can never say that to that person or like putting yourself in a place of like even rejection or something. Like I think therapy taught me that all of that is okay because everything is a life lesson, right? Like I really credit therapy to that. Hey, what's up everybody? On today's episode, we chat about Isabel turning 30 and not being hungover, trying Butterbeer at Universal Studios that might just give you the bubble guts. Ugh, nasty. This week, we have friend of the pod and therapy alumni, Mina Kalu, who's the baddest bee in corporate America and how she's benefited from her years in therapy. And a quick reminder to smash that five-star rating on your podcast app and leave a review. You can lie. It's okay. We don't give a shit. We just need that sponsorship money, you know? Pay for non-alcoholic drinks, more therapy sessions. All right, let's get into it. Well, we're live now. We're recording. If there's white noise, just, I don't know. Shit out of luck. Okay. Welcome back to This One's On Us, episode nine, coming to you. Woo woo. I am in Los Angeles. Isabel is in LA again. We can't shake this B. <laughs> <laughs> that's right baby i'm here i went to um starbucks this morning and i've been in town for like 12 hours and i had a run-in with a celeb um i was i which was, porn star did you run into <laughs> no, in I studio walked, city i had my little coffee and i was walking out and rachel bilson was walking into starbucks and i was like oh my god because i mean i was obsessed with the oc as like a youth and so I was like oh my god that's fucking Rachel Bilson and so I got in my car and then she must have just like picked up one drink or something and then turned around because when I was pulling out of my car she was walking back out and I was like dude fuck it like I'm gonna <laughs> embarrass myself are you gonna honk but, at her no <laughs> I, I love you down. summer <laughs> yeah I rolled down the window and I'm like I'm sorry I'm so embarrassing but um I'm like such a huge fan. She's like, oh my God. And I was like, I literally think I based my entire personality off of you and the OC. And she was like, oh my God. Ha -ha. Like, thank you so much. And I was like, have a good day. And then I Where off. was this? At Starbucks in La Cunada. Oh shit. She's a La Cunada gal? She's a La Cunada gal. Ooh. All right. What What was she drinking? What was her order? I don't know. She She went in when I was walking out, like I said pick something up but she just grabbed one one little drink and she was teeny tiny like who is so. she would doesn't she have wasn't she with bill Hader? she was she was she was with bill Hader. i think for a couple years which was nuts i was like oh my god i have a shot with her because oh maybe not i mean bill's rich and super <laughs> funny but i was like damn like that seemed they like it seems like a weird couple um I, that's what guys always think though like guys think that girls go for like super hot like muscly dudes like no you got to be funny and have a good personality and like it doesn't matter what you look like as long as you're like i i want to be one of those guys so bad like i see these fucking losers out there and i'm like how are they with these like bad ass chicks and i'm like Confidence. I know that person's not that funny. It's the confidence thing, right? It's the confidence. 100%. 100%. Like I want someone to be like, why is that funny looking 
dude right there <laughs> talking about me with that hottie or that cool ass chick. I want to be one of those dudes that gets talked down to. Fuck. <laughs> you want to be insulted. <laughs> yes, I want to be insulted. You want to be with the chick so bad that you get insulted. That people are wondering. Yeah, so people are like, oh, that dude must be rich because he's not hot or tall. Like, that's what I want. Fuck. One day. <gasps> Damn, Rachel Bilson is 41 years old. I didn't realize she was older than me. Yeah. Oh, she's the perfect height. Five no, two. She's lit. She's like oh. tinier than that, I think. And she's like so tiny and cute. Yeah, with cleats on, she's five two. She's probably like five one. Oh, <laughs> the perfect height. Well, guess what? She's in La Cunada. That's not she's like ten minutes away from you, so Oh yeah, and she has a child. Hell yeah. yeah. You know I'm into this the sing- my single mom stage. <laughs> Ooh, I think all right. we discovered your perfect person. We gotta get her on the pod. Yeah, let's see. I know she's probably been in therapy. She can make the requirements. All right, you had a successful coffee run. Um, blueprint of my SoCal personality when I was in middle school. It was her, and then it was Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton in The Simple Life. Like, I literally, that was my blueprint for life. I was in middle school, but yeah, you were in college. 2003, I was 11. Oh, shit. She went to community college also. Shout out to the community college folks out there. We're not Where great at SATs, go? but she, she Grossmont College, a wait, suburb of San Diego. Wait, no fucking way. She went to Grossmont College. That's literally like five yes. minutes from my from my parents' house. I went to Grossmont High School. Yeah, she... What? She's an SD see. girl? Ugh, I knew that was my girl. I think this is a good omen going into my 30s to see Summer Roberts at... Um, at Starbucks. Okay, we've done we've done a, a long enough segment on Rachel Bilson. <laughs> um, I'll keep an eye out for my my single mother queen, Shouty. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I know. I think we've mentioned it a million times, but Isabel turned thirty this week um, on uh, on what, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big three zero. That's crazy. You're an adult. I feel like it. This is the first birthday that I've had where I'm like. Yep. Like I'm 30. I feel like I felt 26 for a really long time. And when people would say like, oh, like I'm 26. I'm like, oh, me too. Like literally in my head, I was convinced. And then it was this year where I'm like, no, I'm 30 as fuck. And I feel it. I love it. I'm loving it. People, everyone says the 30s are the best decade. What'd you do? Oh, excuse me. You good? (laughs) My Khalifa oat milk, oat milk latte is coming up right now. Um, what did you do on, on your actual birthday? I know you mentioned to me that you wanted to like do be just very calm and relaxed and not like party hard. I'm having a party tomorrow. So I was saving. I, was, I just wanted to have like a calm, cute little birthday on my actual birthday. So I woke up. I went to the beach. I did... A little hike um and then i went and got a smoothie i got a coffee i went to this record store i went to a bookstore i had to pick up some presents um because every single one of my best friends because we have five other friends that have <laughs> yeah. birthdays this week literally. literally literally um so i had to pick up some of those and then i got my nails done and then i went to dinner with my mom and yeah i had one glass of wine then we picked up my little sister from the airport. 
Shout out to, to Cornell University. Shout out Cornell. She go to Cornell? Cornell my girl. She yeah. does go to Cornell. Yes. She's smart as yeah. fuck. She did yeah. not go to Grossmont College or City College like we did. <laughs> she went straight to the big leagues. She got the brains. You got, the, got the nails. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you you know? have great contact lenses. <laughs> I would have lasted like two days at Cornell. I've been like, yeah, you guys, y'all have fun now, but <laughs> this is not for me. <laughs> You're like, who got the whippets? Come on. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I thought this was New York. Like, where's the city? It's like so in the woods, but she loves it. She's the captain of the Latin dance team. She's crushing it. I had, I did have one glass of wine at dinner and it was, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, well, I probably could have lived without it, but like, it was so delicious. And I was at this, um, Italian like little restaurant from the they, they were from Naples the owners um and it was just like one Italian glass of wine and it was delicious but it's one of those things where if you had just have one it's kind of like okay well now I'm just I'm just a little more tired <laughs> but it felt celebratory and good and I didn't feel the need for any more but like we walked in and the well we were late for our reservation so i called and i was like hey like we're running a little bit late he's like yeah yeah you just get here just get here and we sit you and i was like oh yes like we're going to the real italian place and you love being talked down to don't I you i love it <laughs> i'm like fuck yeah we're about to have the baba's meal of our life and then he's like you go sit over there and i was like oh drooling <laughs> isabel loves a rude man <laughs> i do works for me <laughs> If the hostess is uh, is rude to you, you know that Couch de Pepe about to be fire. <laughs> exactly. It's delicious. So all in all, good birthday. Congratulations for making it this far and not getting arrested. Have you ever been arrested? I have not. Okay, well, great. I just good. knocked on wood, and I'd appreciate if you did also. All right. Thank you. Maybe this weekend, maybe this weekend you'll get arrested for the first time. Stop. Now you have to knock on wood again. I'm superstitious. Thank right. you. Not a little stitious. All right. So 30 years old. That's great. Party this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, we have we have our well, our guest that we interviewed yesterday, your best one of your best friends, um, Mina, who's was a great conversation, by the way. Excited for you guys to listen to it. Stay tuned. Her birthday is today. And we're going out and we're doing, well, you'll hear, you'll hear what the plans are. But yeah, dinner at her house and a karaoke. And I was thinking about like, are, are you going to get ratched tonight for Mina's birthday when we go out? Or are you going to keep it mellow knowing that you have your birthday tomorrow? I am going to try my best to keep it mellow. I'll be with literally all my friends who um, I like to drink with. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think I'll keep it. I'll keep it chill. Obviously, I have my family and friends all celebrating tomorrow. So I will be having lots of fun, but trying not to. I just cannot be hungover tomorrow. That's the thing. Like, no, thank you. So I'm excited. I'm going to do one in Spanish, but I can only do like the... <laughs> Like the chorus, like I think I'll fuck up if I try to do that. <laughs> Bailamos is the rhythm. Take your breath and bailamos. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to do like a Luis Miguel song, but I'm like, I this could either be really good or I could butcher this really badly. Boring. 
Well, that's all the time we have today on this, <laughs> for this episode. We hope you enjoy the second part <laughs> with our wonderful our- guest, Nina Kalu, Snapchat executive. This wasn't the. It wasn't our only birthday we're celebrating this week. We had we hung out last weekend and celebrated our dearest and nearest Chelsea on her thirtieth birthday. Yeah, Michelle's Alada is what we call her. Well, I've called her that once or twice. Uh, yes, she turned thirty also, and we had a great time at Universal Studios. We weren't high. We weren't drunk. We were just good old fashioned nerds. Riding the the Harry Potter ride. It was very fun. It was a good time. So fun. I was like so pleasantly surprised with Universal Studios. Like I think I haven't been since I was like eight or or something. And it was the best, easiest, chillest time ever. Like it was so fun. Yeah. I honestly think I feel like I had it funner there than I have at Disneyland the last couple of times I went to Disneyland. It's just the, I mean, I hate using the word vibe, but it was like a really cool vibe. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody just seemed normal and totally. normaler than like a crazy Disney fan, you know. And even though there's like the crazy Harry Potter fans, it was still I prefer them than I think the Disney <laughs> fanatics. I don't know it for was some just reason, chill but and fun, like yeah. I don't know. And we got on a shit ton of I will a fair amount of rides. I feel like with very little weight. Yeah. The candy's good. The snacks are bomb. I had um, a butter beer, yeah. which is non-alcoholic. Um, but it is not lactose intolerant friendly. <laughs> I didn't know that's the that was the the whole thing is that it's cream soda. So I got it and I was like, it was delicious. But then after like three sips, I was like, yeah, I I physically can't get on another ride if I continue drinking. The this. tummy is rumbling. Yeah. Our sponsors was- at Lactaid really need to send a pack. I know for Seriously. next time. Um. I loved going like with the Christmas decorations though. Like that always makes it so much more special. It was also one of those days where it was like all the conditions were perfect. And I feel like that it's like there wasn't many people there. The weather was like chilly, but not too, too cold that like it was so cute and cloudy out. And like with the, the Christmas decorations, I don't know. It just, it was super perfect. We've been yapping our brains off our little mouths off for like almost 20 minutes. Uh, do you want to wrap it up? Yeah. Coming up, we have a wonderful conversation with one of our best friends who we look up to and admire. She's a boss ass bitch and we can't wait for you to hear her advice. She's a, she's a master at, at doing therapy. So, and life and life. Yeah. Clearly we are not, uh, because it's, 11 o'clock and I haven't brushed my teeth yet. Oh yeah. God, ew, but go brush your teeth, fool. I, I, I rinsed out with mouthwash early this morning. Okay. And then the soccer game came on, Croatia versus Brazil. And then I had my coffee and then we jumped on the call. All right, I'm going to go brush my teeth. Yeah, please. <laughs> Happy birthday, Isabel, for the 19th time. You, you so deserve much. it. I believe in you. You're going to do great tonight. You're not going to get fucked up. We Maybe are not going to do not. stimulants and mm-hmm. we are going to be nice and healthy tomorrow morning we're gonna cruise into tomorrow bye bye rachel bilson if you're listening i love you (laughs) i love you too summer forever okay i will kick us off 
today we have a very special guest. Mina and I met 10 years ago in the beautiful town of Santa Barbara, California. I was still in college and we met through mutual friends and ended up living together. We were both drawn to LA and ended up moving there at the same time before I moved to DC. And then when the pandemic hit, I said I was moving back and she said, well, guess what? I just bought a house and you can move in. Um, We ended up raising a pandemic puppy together and have helped each other through the craziest times of our lives. She's the boss bitch, mom of the group, hence the nickname Mean Money. And she's always been super open about her journey with therapy and how it's helped her success. So we're super excited to dive into that even more. Mina, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much. I'm super excited. And now I'm kind of scared to do this because you just talked me up for uh, 30 seconds and now I sound really cool. <laughs> I can attest that Mina is a boss bee. And even though that phrase has been overused a million times, she is truly the boss bee in the group of these gals. And we love Mina. I love it. Thank you. Um, so obviously you are still in LA and you're calling in from your beautiful home that we all saw you remodel over the past couple of years, but you did not grow up in LA. Can you tell us where you grew up and how you got there? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in the Bay area, so I'm a, I'm a Cali girl through and through, um, been in California my whole life was born and raised here. Um, but I did grow up in the Bay area. So in the East Bay, which is about 45 minutes away from San Francisco. And, uh, you know, I always said to myself, like, when I go to college, I'm going to move to Southern California, uh, which is obviously how I ended up in in Santa Barbara uh, and met you, Isabel. But um, I actually moved back after graduating from college. And I moved to San Francisco because I always thought that was kind of the place I was going to be. And within one year, I was like, okay, I'm in the wrong place. Like, I'm a SoCal girl. So I moved back to LA, I think, what, five or six years ago now and um it's gonna be home forever like I love it here yes LA girl through and through what didn't you like about SF if you're comfortable sharing (laughs) or like why did you feel drawn why did you feel drawn to LA yeah I feel like I'm gonna put a target on my back now um no I I think like for me sunshine's really important and obviously LA is is kind of known for that um I I forget what the term is maybe you know it uh is your Pedro but um when you get like, what is it? Seasonal disorder? Seasonal Uh, affective disorder. (laughs) Yes. So I have self-diagnosed myself. Uh, I think I have that. But um, yeah, I think SF for me, just the weather wasn't really my thing. And like, I'm not, I'm a city girl in the sense that I like things to be close by, but I also love driving. So that's not really possible, uh, you know, in San Francisco. Um, So I think LA was kind of the best of both worlds. You know, you can kind of have space, but you can also get, you know, sunshine outdoors as well as the city life and obviously you drive everywhere. So for me, it was kind of like the perfect mix of everything I wanted um, that SF didn't offer. I feel like we're 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 very similar. We're like if we're going to be in a place like we're going to like fully embrace it and be there. So like for you and SF, like that just wasn't your place and you weren't able to like thrive there as much as or like, you know, personally. And for me, like being in D.C., like even though I liked it, there's some things about it. I, you know, adapted, but it just wasn't where I could personally feel the most happy. So I feel like we both have that in Southern California for sure. And I definitely had seasonal affective disorder too. Like I was like, no, I need the sun, please. <laughs> well, I, that reminds me of like the, the whole fully embracing thing. Remember when I first moved to LA and I was like, 
you know, moved to Venice and I'm like, I love crystals. And then I spent like yeah. every weekend at the crystal club. <laughs> and like, I, I, I now own like a 300 pound crystal, which like sits right by my fireplace and like remodeled my condo, put crystals everywhere. Like I fully went LA and I, I still am, but yeah, definitely agree with the whole, um, you and I really need to embrace and, and connect with the cities that we live in. Dive in. I actually... I still carry a little heart crystal that you gave me. It's in my car. <laughs> I remember, I forget where I got that. Actually, I think I was in like, I was in another state and I got that for you. So, I mean, that's like touching that you still have it. Really <laughs> yeah, I, carry I think it, it was around. a rose quartz, right? For, for love. I think I wanted sure. to manifest love for you. <laughs> Sure, I don't. You, know. you women are the ones, are the girls that I like to make fun of with the crystals <laughs> and the I'm like. But I'm such good friends with you, so there's definitely something special about you guys. But yeah, this crystal thing. You, <laughs> you still make fun of us. <laughs> yeah, I'll still make fun of you. Exactly. Um. Well, before we dive into your whole relationship with therapy, we I just wanted to shout out that we're having a big week. It was just my birthday, and it's your birthday tomorrow so i'm actually gonna see you soon and i'm super excited do you want to share what what how you're celebrating yeah um yeah i'm I'm definitely excited as well um i feel like we probably should at some point unpack why basically 90 percent of our friends are all sagittarius's and have a birthday <laughs> within one week um, probably something we can we can look into in therapy but um no super excited so gonna have everyone over at my house which you know, both of you know I love hosting, so gonna do um, dinner here and then uh, karaoke, which I'm actually not a big karaoke fan, so I'm not really sure how I landed on that. But I think I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't really want to go to a nightclub. I don't really, really want to be at a bar. So where can I be in a room with my friends where I can just like kind of have fun and and not th- you know think too much into it? And I landed on karaoke. So um, yeah, we'll we'll see how my voice is uh, after this weekend. I know. Good thing we're recording before that. <laughs> well, it's so yeah. funny you say that because I was I was talking to a friend um, just about like kind of cutting back on drinking and all of, you know everything we've been talking about, and um, he was like, "Well, it must be so overwhelming to even start to think about like what do you do if you don't want to go to a bar? Like, I'm I'm not at a place where I get like triggered being at a bar or anything. Like, I obviously like being." around friends and like meeting people but if if I were to be triggered by it and like want like I couldn't help but like drink a bunch if I was at a bar like what else do you do it's just like what everyone does so karaoke is a good example of something you could do you could do at night like you said yeah we can we can use that one for you next year Izzy yeah seriously um but we obviously have spent like like you said so many of our friends birthdays are the same week and so we used to just up and go to Vegas for the weekend and like call it a day for both of our birthdays so I'm glad we're we are not there anymore but um it took us a while to get to this place um so do you want to kind of share how you started going to therapy and I know you've been super vocal about it so I'd love to hear kind of like if you're comfortable sharing what triggered it or if you've you know, always done it, what that looks like for you. Yeah. Um, happy to, um, yeah. I mean, you know, I think about kind of like, you know, when we were kind of in the thick of our, our, our party lives, right? Like college, Santa Barbara, um, all of that. And I think for a really long time, um, as many people do, the easy way to cope with your feelings is like, 
you know, drinking, going out with friends, distractions. Um, and, you know, for me, when I graduated college, like a big question I had for myself was, you know, what do, what is, what does success look like to me? And, um, you know, how do I kind of get there? And ultimately I decided like, Hey, like making a lot of money and like being, uh, you know, having a good job is success. And so for a really long time like that, you know, I, I kind of like spent time just grinding when it came to work. Um, and, you know, kind of coping with that through, um, the things that we've been talking about today. Right. And I think I got to a point, I think it was like when I was like 25 years old and, um, I was actually just talking to my sister who turned 25 and I was like, yeah, 25, it was the worst year of my life. And I'm like, not to scare you, but, um, I felt that way. But the reason I felt that way is because I think I achieved a lot of things, um, you know, material things or, or things like to the external world that was, um, you know, what you would determine as being successful or quote unquote being happy. But ultimately, I don't think I'd ever been unhappier in my life. And so I think, you know, I got to a point where I was just like, I, I don't want to feel this way anymore. Um, and ultimately, like sought out therapy as a way to, um, you know, kind of like shift my perspective, understand what my priorities are, understand who I was and what I valued, um, and unpack a lot of things that I probably had like never uncovered in my life. So um, it was when I was 25 and um, I had this just like aha moment as cheesy as it sounds. And that's kind of what um, started my therapy journey. I feel like when you were talking like and you were saying that you achieved all of this kind of super young and from the outside, it would seem like, you know, you're super confident and kind of like have it all. And I feel like it takes a lot of strength to to ask for that help and it's something I've noticed a lot of our friends and people in our age um they don't I feel like you you were lucky that you kind of realized it really early on because I think we've seen people that got to that point and didn't do that you know like we're lucky enough to have a lot of successful friends and be around really cool people and sometimes they don't ask for that help and then it's like comes to eventually like something's got to give and so um I think it was really smart of you to do that kind of early and just face it head on I think you know like from some of the people that I've talked to I feel like usually there's something like dramatic that happens in your life that like you know is the catalyst to starting therapy like not many people you know you know, today or, or previously was like, okay, now it's a time in my life where I'm going to do therapy. And I think that conversa mm -hmm. conversation or that perspective is changing now. But like, even when I started, it was like, you know, did you want to tell people you were going to therapy? Like, did you want to tell people about how awesome your therapist is? Like, those aren't conversations that um, people are having. I think, you know, people always make jokes about LA and how, you know, everyone's always talking about their therapist, which maybe this just makes me more LA, I guess. <laughs> what I'm realizing as the words are coming out of my mouth right now. But no, I think like, you know, it's not something that people are just like, hey, this is a really healthy thing I should do, or I should, you know, take a look at myself and do I have a healthy relationship with myself? Or do I really understand what my priorities are or what I want? And so, um, I think for me, like, that was something that I was like, I mean, you know, you both know me really well, but I'm always someone who wants to, like, get better, like, do better, like, always striving for more. And it was just a point in my life where I was like, you know, something is not sustainable here and I need to change that. I think even um, when you were saying, like, you needed to understand who you were, like, I, I didn't 
I think I've always thought of myself as someone who very much knew who they were until I kind of started therapy and I was like oh there are some things I've sort of like lost along the way or I haven't been like conscious of what's really making me happy and so she even gave me like a thing to do very early on which is like just when you feel that like spark of like what if you're doing something like recording this podcast or something like just something that gives you a little spark and you can just start writing down a list and you're like reminding yourself like oh these are the things that are important to me and then kind of everything starts to fall into place so that's been helpful for me yeah I love I love Mina I'm I'm curious um how long were you thinking about going to therapy before you actually started because I know that's something that like I've been telling myself for years now that I need therapy and have been wanting to and I see that coming up in my near future soon but you know it's something that's been on my mind for a very long time and I haven't pulled the trigger yet so I'm, I'm curious how long it, it took you from the maybe that moment where you're like I need this to help you know better myself to the time you actually you know googled therapist near air one <laughs> <laughs> I actually met my therapist at Erewhon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually did meet my therapist in a weird way. But um, no, I think like, listen, I, I think like my journey was probably a little different than most, but you know, maybe, maybe people had similar journeys, which is like, I'm like, once I identify a problem, like whether it's in my like professional life, my personal life, like I usually like take care of it relatively quickly. Like I'm just someone who's like, okay, I see a problem. Like how do I solve it? And so for me, it wasn't like I was contemplating therapy for a long time. It was more that like I was unhappy for a long time. And then it finally got to a point where I was like, okay, like what do I do to change this? Like what can I introduce into my life? And as soon as I got to a point where I was like, okay, I really want to change, therapy was kind of the first thing that I thought of. So for me, I think from like the time I realized I need to do it to when I actually did it, it was probably like a week or two. Like it was really quick. Um, and then I actually like, what I actually did on top of that, which I think I was really fortunate to do is like, I uh, got a therapist and I said, you know, I'm going to like take some time for myself. So like, I basically changed my life fundamentally with introducing working out, eating healthy, um, running on the beach every day, like actually changing what it meant to be happy and what mattered to me. So I did like all of that within, I think like a three week window, which was kind of intense, but um, yeah, that's kind of how, you know, I started this like shift in my life. Okay. And it's funny for, for those of you out there um, that listened to the last episode, we actually referenced, you may not have heard it, Mina, but we actually referenced you because there's something that you told Isabel, I think maybe last year that Isabel passed along to me or some advice that you had given her, I think when she was maybe at a stressful moment in, in her work day and you told her, just make a decision and move on. And that, it was something that she shared with me and I have tried to implement that in work and in my personal life. And clearly that's what you did with therapy since you only took, you know, a week or two to kind of pull the trigger. Um, and I think that's, that's, it's a very simple piece of advice, but has definitely stuck with, with Isabel and I. Um, and I think it's, it's, I think that also goes to show just, you know, once again, how, you know, productive you are in your life and your career and, you know, has helped, you know, got you to a successful place in, in, you know, both areas. And I think that's, that's something that we could all learn to do more of is just make the decision and then move on. And typically we like to overthink things and 
that kind of helps yeah. reduce that. Um, so anyways, thank you for that piece of advice. <laughs> it's, I'm not always using it, but I'm trying. I'm trying. I love it. Secondhand adv good advice. I mean, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it speaks to like everything. And, and even when you're talking about how you just face everything as like, okay, this is a problem and how do I solve this? Like that's so simple, but when you, I think it's harder to do when you're kind of in a cloud of your own emotions, but to look at it like that and kind of be able to zoom out and be like, okay, my problem is I'm unhappy. How do I solve this? Let me try this, 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 and this. And then you kind of like start to implement all those habits that eventually build up to a healthier, happier life. Yeah. I think like Izzy, you and I have talked about this you know, at length, but I feel like I'm such a, I think everyone's different, right? So like everyone's obviously mm -hmm. going to have a different journey and needs different things to arrive there, but I'm such a compartmentalizer, right? Like I'm like, okay, emotions in this box and like next steps in this box. And so it's like, I gave myself my own space to do that. Right. So like, whether it was like, you know, finding, um, comfort in crystals, which was the emotional side, like the actual action oriented side was like, okay, like going to go to therapy. So I think it's a, it's a little bit of both, right? Like you kind of have to find what works for you to, to get you there. And everyone's going to be different, right? Some people it's like, I'll get in there tomorrow. And some people it might take them years or months. Uh, like you guys said, how much do you think, obviously I know that you work out a ton and you keep that, um, as you know, in your toolbox of something that keeps you mentally healthy. Um, do you want to sort of share a little bit more about that journey and like what you first started doing? Was it workout classes? Was it just running? And then kind of like what you've kept up so far? Yeah. Um, it's funny cause I, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to be careful with how I frame this because I'm like, well, I don't want them to think now that I'm just obsessed with working out and that's my new form of alcohol. But uh, I, I kind of feel like it is in some ways. But, um, you know, one other thing about me is that I, I have really bad anxiety. Um, and I think like when I tell people that sometimes they're like, really? Like you? Like you come off so confident. Um, and I think like it just goes to show like you never know, you know, what people are kind of going through or what they're feeling. But um, you know, obviously like alcohol made that so much worse. It took me a really long time to realize that, but, um, working out for me originally was because I was just unhappy and I was really unhealthy, like on paper unhealthy. Um, and so I started to do it, um, just to kind of like start to love myself again, like be in a good place with myself and spend some time and, and find hobbies outside of drinking. Um, and I think like what it is to me, you know, fast forward, five to seven years later is, is so much more than that. Um, like now it's like, if I don't start my day off with a workout, um, I just feel like the whole day is off and I've, you know, tried so many different things from like weightlifting to, um, you know, hit training. And, you know, I've, I've absolutely fallen in love with, with boxing, which I know both of you know, but to me it is therapy in itself, right? Like I don't really have to go to therapy every day, but I do have to spend that time with myself and, what I've, you know, what I've learned to love about boxing, for example, is you get to dedicate that time to yourself. Um, mm -hmm. And because it's such a, a workout that requires so much focus, you actually don't really get the opportunity to like let your mind wander. And you are just really giving yourself that time and focusing on that one thing. And for me, that was a struggle like my whole life. So, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at now, which is like, it's like, replaced so much of you know the the kind of the free time I had before is I work out uh, sometimes I work out once sometimes I work out twice but 
um, you know, I really love it for my mental health and for physical health. You be out there boxing with your fucking gloves, one two punch or whatever. <laughs> no. yeah, don't don't fuck with Mina. She got a mean left hook. I've seen it. I've seen it. I was at the gym yesterday and like I finished it and I was like taking my wraps off and like these two trainers come up to me and they're like, damn, like, how do you box with those nails? And like, you guys have seen my nails. Like I, I get my, like, I love getting my nails done, right? Like I get them done like every couple of weeks and they're like relatively long. So it's just like funny because people are always like, how do you box with those? I'm like, I don't know, carefully. But um, that was really funny. I was, I was telling uh, Jason about that yesterday. Bad boxing Mina just bobbing and weaving with the best of them. Those long ass nails. Yeah, don't fuck with Mina. She will knock your ass out. Yeah. Long nails and all. Um, I feel like most of the people we've talked to, like, because you're when you're talking about boxing, like you're it's almost like you're talking about meditating. Like you're talking about letting your brain literally focus on something that's not just like the spiral of your anxiety. And I feel like the people we've talked to who are like friends that we admire and like we want to kind of like emulate them or get lessons from them like that's a consistent thing like don't you think Pedro like everyone has sort of something that gets gets them to that meditative state yeah and I think like like for me personally running or walking has been my form of meditating and Mm -hmm. just because you're you know alone with your thoughts and you can kind of just zone out for you know, 30 minutes to an hour. Just kind of going back to something you mentioned, Mina, about anxiety. I know going on walks and doing that form of meditation has helped my anxiety a lot. And one thing I, I remember, a conversation that you and I had together, Mina, maybe, I don't know if you would remember this, it was probably like a year, year and a half ago. We were at, I think your sister's house. It was one of those you know typical party nights and I was just, I was, I said like, I have anxiety right now, but in a joking way. And I think I had expressed like, no, I don't think I really have anxiety, but I do feel this and I do feel that. And I was describing to you how I was (laughs) feeling. And you were like, um, yeah, Pedro, that's what anxiety is. And I was like, oh shit. I think I unofficially got diagnosed with anxiety from Mina. You're like, yes, I have that too. I have that. I was like, oh shit. So this whole time I was just, I was joking that I had anxiety, but I actually did it. (laughs) (laughs) Disclaimer, I am not a doctor or a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) But it was funny because I was just like, oh shit, she has a point. Like all of those (laughs) symptoms are anxiety. And I know by me not drinking has, I've noticed that's helped reduce a lot of my anxiety and anxiousness that I get typically coming up as we get close to the weekends. Cause that's when I, my mind would go into overdrive of like, who am I going to see? What am I going to do? What am I going to drink? Where am I going to go? Like all these things come into play with your weekend plans. And like a lot of that has gone away with reducing or, you know, cutting out alcohol. Um, and I know you, you kind of mentioned that now that y- your anxiety, anxiety has kind of gone away a bit or it's reduced a bit with, you know, implementing, you know, therapy and working out. I'm curious, actually, like, what is your current relationship right now with alcohol and, and how have you seen that kind of change maybe over the last couple of years? Yeah, I, I think um, it, it's a good question. Um, I think it depends, right? Like, I think I got to a point where now I'm not drinking necessarily, you know, every single weekend or going out on weekdays and drinking or binge drinking, I should say, sorry, um, which is what it used to be, right? Like kind of like 
you know, shots at the bar, um, you know, staying up till the, you know, at times like watching the sun go up, right? Which is always like the worst feeling in the world when you're like, oh my God, I should be in bed right now. But um, <laughs> now I see the sun come up, but it's because I'm getting ready to go to the gym, not because I've been partying. But no, I think, you know, now it's it's different. Like for me, an ideal night out is going to dinner, maybe like a, a good, a really good night is like polishing off, like, you know, a couple glasses of wine or if I'm feeling really good, you know, get a, get a bottle with a friend or something. But um, it is very much moderated. Uh, and then, you know, feeling good enough that I'm not hung over the next morning and can be really productive. I think for me, alcohol is no longer what I look forward to on weekends, but it's more if it's there and, you know, I'm feeling social or I'm feeling like I want it, I'll absolutely have it. But I, I used to feel like I needed it in order to have fun, in order to socialize. Um, and I think, you know, just like doing some, you know, self-reflection here, I think a lot of that probably was even just like, before therapy, I was less confident um, and I needed that. And now it's like, I'm I'm really comfortable with who I am, like the good things and the bad things, I'm aware of them and I'm working on them. And so to me, alcohol is is by no means, you know, central to my life, but I love a good glass of red wine, don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know, as you mentioned earlier, um, or maybe Isabel mentioned earlier, that you do love to host at your beautiful house. and. It's funny, like looking back at the amount of times you've, you know, hosted us with, you know, birthday parties or, you know, um, just different things like Fourth of July. There's always this point in the night where Mina will start like cleaning up and then <laughs> yeah. like slowly start like bringing out blankets and then she'll slowly like just kind of fade away into the night, like going up to her room. And then it's like, all right, that's when she wants you to get out of her fucking house and you know she's tired and she's ready to go to bed and I always was like oh I think that's so cool like she's gonna let us party here all night while she just goes to sleep and I like not that I didn't get it I, I understood what you were doing because you were just like I'm over it I'm tired I want to go to bed at a decent time and now like that I'm not drinking it makes so much sense to me like I'm like oh my god like good for Mina for just like saying like fuck it I'm gonna make a decision to end my night if my friends want to keep going okay that's on them but I'm going to call it a night at a decent hour and go to bed so I can wake up not feeling like shit. And I commend you for that. <laughs> um, and for always giving me a good blanket to crash on your couch. I always got you when you need <laughs> And hey, if you're hungover, like, come on over. I'll take care of you. I'll cook you breakfast. I got a nice pool for you. You know, whatever you need, I got you. But like, no, I think like it brings up a good point, right? Which is like, also, it's like, just because, you know, you might not be partying as much as your friends, you know, I think I, I kind of went through that journey, I think, earlier than a lot of my friends. And so to me, it was like, you know, how do I still maintain friendships with some people or and or create new friendships with people who, you know, might have more in common with me now, um, while still kind of like doing what I do, which is like loving, you know, to host people. So it's been a really interesting journey to even see how it's like changed friendships. Not like I've like axed people out of my life or anything, but you know, it's just like your priorities have shifted and like aligning those priorities and times with, you know, the people in your life, I think is another um, thing that I uh, learned to navigate from that. I feel like you were probably one of my first friends to, to kind of tell me like, I'm over it or like, I like going to bed early and like, and I feel like not that that's like a hard thing to admit, but I don't hear a lot of people saying that. And I, and this was probably like, maybe the first time I, I remember you telling me this was, you know, a while ago, maybe like a year ago. 
And I always thought that was really cool and that you had the ability to do that. Um, and now it's just like, it's, it's very comforting to hear your friends say that because that is something that, you know, Isabel and I have over the years been like, we really need to slow down. And then when you hear your friends actually take that into action, it is, you know, it is inspiring. And it's like, okay, if she can do it, then we can do it too. Um, and I, I really, you know, I think you are probably one of my first friends to kind of like slow down and like vocally be like happy and like proud and add like admit to it that you, you know, you may, you know, we joke like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm boring now or whatever. I'm an old, I'm a 40 year old man now, or, you know, I'm, I like to go to bed early. And it's like, now we just like, you know, are comfortable saying it, which I think is also really cool. Yeah. Normalize being tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. life is fucking tiring Norm normalize going to bed <laughs> normalize loving to do your chores and getting a good night's sleep let's go <laughs> literally oh my god that well, Haley Bieber smoothie is going to be there bright and early uh, <laughs> for me in the morning my perfect morning <laughs> a little erewhon a little boxing oh my god to go back to the anxiety thing a little bit because hearing the both of you talk is is like interesting because Pedro I feel like when we talk about your anxiety it's so much um anticipatory like it's like thinking about things that like the certain outcomes like just like imagining all the different things that could happen whereas my anxiety um for, with alcohol specifically comes from like after the fact like being hungover and I feel like Mina you and I have talked about this so many times where like when you're just anxious about the night before and like what you did and just all, like you know just kind of spiraling like that so I feel like it's such a personal thing the way that alcohol can trigger anxiety where like Pedro for you is sort of like ahead of time um and then for me and Mina, it's really like, oh, my God, we're so hungover. And, like, I never want to feel like this again. I want to die. And, like, the anxiety just spirals from there. We need to have a, a tally, like, an active tally of how many times we've said we wanted to start families after a night out. Like, and it's yeah. like our anxiety speaking, you know? like Literally. That's for our lovely listeners. Literally our go-to line, like, if you wake up in the morning after a crazy night is I'm starting a family. And if you see that in the group chat, if you see I'm starting a family, you know that this person is lying in bed. They're about to order Taco Bell. Like we're like, <laughs> we're done. We're like putting ourselves out of the game. We're like, I'm ready to start a family. We are building a commune in Santa Barbara and you will never see us again. <laughs> These bitches are dehydrated as fuck. Yeah. They're dehydrated. They hate their lives. They got a headache. Uh, well, I kind of have. Like, it's like me and my dog now, you know? So it's like I'm just hiding from the world now. So I'm like, nah, I don't need to go out. <laughs> yeah. Normalize building yourself a commune. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are going to end up on a documentary series. Like, oh, no. Like, they started a cult. <laughs> they had long nails. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. So you said you don't go to therapy, like, every day anymore, obviously. Um, but do you have – how often do you go now? I know you have, like, a text relationship with, with her. But um, what's kind of, like, your normal pattern now? Yeah. Um, so I don't go often. Like, I don't have, like, a regular schedule or anything. But – um, what I did try and do with therapy, which is like something like I credit my therapist to this, right? Like she said to me really early on, like, 
my job is not for you to come here every like Tuesday and Thursday at like 5 p.m. every single week for the next like five years, right? Like if you stop coming to therapy, I've done my job well. Um, And that really resonated to me from the beginning. And, you know, as I kind of thought about it more and, um, you know, what she says makes so much sense, especially now when I'm like looking back at it, because what therapy really did for me was uh, it gave me like the skill set to be able to, um, you know, if I'm feeling anxious or there's something in my life that's happening to be able to unpack that, right? And like going back to, you know, just who I am, like super action oriented. For me, it's like I want to look at something and I want to understand like what the takeaways are, what the learning lessons are and like kind of like take that and like move on with it. And so um, for the most part, I learned a lot of that uh, going to therapy and now I just kind of apply it on my own when there's a problem. And mm-hmm. if there is something where, you know, I'm feeling like super overwhelmed or like, let's say it's a, it's a new situation I've never, never come across. That's usually when I'll go to therapy and then I'll like learn more. But um, no, it's, it's not something I go to regularly, but I think the lessons that I've learned from it is something that I continue to like implement, not only like in, you know, with myself, but with my friendships, with my relationships, like, mm-hmm. you know, with my career, it's, it's everything, right? So um, I'm just super grateful uh, to be able to even do that. Yeah. And I get secondhand therapy too. You're like, you'll still like <laughs> bring up something <laughs> that your therapist said like years ago. I'm like, okay, thank you. Like, especially when I wasn't going times- to therapy. Yeah. Especially when I wasn't and you'd be like, okay, this is what my therapist said, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. Like, please tell her thank you because that was iconic. And now like, I'll just call you and I'll be like, okay, like we just dive right in. Like, okay, this is what I learned in therapy this week. And you're like, yeah, you're kind of like, yeah, like I've been, I knew that like five years ago. Like, oh, this is what you've been talking about. This is fucking nice. (laughs) I mean, it's so funny because I feel like the amount of conversations, especially when when we lived together, I feel like it was like we were kind of each other's own therapist, which is like kind of scary if you think about it. Hell yeah, that's scary. (laughs) This is not recommended to all the listeners. This is not recommended. The takeaway is not have your friends be your therapist. The takeaway is... (laughs) No, but it's like funny because... The amount of times like we would just like, you know, catch each other and like just go down these rabbit hole life conversations or things that yeah. we learn, like the amount of times I'd say like, you know, my therapist said this. And so I think that's kind of cool, though, right? Because it's like if you think about it, if we had like, you know, more people who are going to therapy, who are taking these life lessons and teaching each other things, like I think that's the whole point, right? Is like mm-hmm. there's things that like we want to teach each other, like learn, grow and learn from each other. And I think that's like the beautiful part about it is it's not just like we're all like, you know, oh yeah, I got my therapist. I'm good. It's more like how can we like learn and grow together versus yeah. like, you know, just like seeing our therapist for an hour once a week or whatever and being like, you know, I'm done. Like, I don't think that's the point at all. Um, yeah. So yeah. And I think I'm like at the point since I just kind of started this year where it's like it's like exciting. I'm like, oh, like it's just like kind of fun to dive in and like be able to share all of those things. Whereas like, you know, you've obviously been going for a while. So you have these like established lessons that you've learned. So it's kind of fun to to be at my point and be able to share and like be excited about it. And you're like, I know exactly what you're talking about because like you kind of started that journey, you know, a few years ago. Yeah, I still remember I I walked into my first session and like I was like, yeah, I don't need to be in a relationship like 
I don't really find value in relationships and like I'm good like I'm I'm fine and like fast forward to like four years later and I'm in like a relationship and I've like never been more in love you know it's like oh I finally learned how to open my heart up that's what therapy taught me so it's just like funny to like reflect back on it yeah you actually I was gonna ask you what is one of the biggest things you've learned about yourself so okay you learned you can love <laughs> I learned I can love someone I'm not a, I'm not the ice queen I thought I was <laughs> Aww. This girl got feelings. Oh, yeah, damn! Don't let her intimidate you. Don't let her boxing skills intimidate you. Yeah, she, just softy, you know? she could feel. <laughs> no, I think like to to answer your question, P. Like I think, you know, I don't think I was a good communicator at all uh, before therapy. One, because I didn't understand myself, but two, I didn't understand how to articulate that to people. Um, and I think like, I'm super grateful that I learned how to communicate and also just be vulnerable. I think there's like so much beauty in vulnerability. I think, you know, to some people it's like scary or like, I can never say that to that person or like putting yourself in a place of like even rejection or something. Like, I think therapy taught me that all of that is okay because everything is a life lesson, right? Like, you know, an ended friendship or a new friendship or an ended relationship, like no matter what it is, I'm always grateful for it because I think that there's so much beauty and so many things that you can reflect on. And I think that's something that, you know, I'll have for the rest of my life. And um, I really credit therapy to that. Not to get like super deep, but like that's how I feel. About it. <laughs> no, get deep. It's cute. Well, I think like obviously because I've known you for 10 years and seeing you like in this relationship now. I mean, when you guys stupidly said you were going to break up like two years ago, I literally <laughs> cried and I was like, no, you're not. Because um, I just think it's it, it like from everyone else's perspective too that have known you like it was just like such a sweet thing to see somebody come into your life and you to be so open to that and to like accepting that like love and really softening up so it's so sweet and we're all excited for you hi Jason if well, you're listening you, <laughs> yeah shout out to the boy Jason what I'm up? sure he's gonna be like no she's still a nice queen don't worry guys <laughs> He's going to be taking rebuttal notes. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, none of this is true. <laughs> Wink three times, Jason, if you need help. Next podcast, you will have Jason on here to just discredit everything I said. <laughs> Jason tells his story. The Jason Chronicles. Mina's full of shit. What advice would you give to somebody that is thinking about joining or that's that's apprehensive and uh, maybe some some words of wisdom that can kind of help them get over that hump and actually um, book the appointment? Listen, I think, you know, therapy isn't always an easy thing to get to. And it's not like once you start going, like your life is magically awesome and, you know, things are great. And I think just be prepared for that, like be prepared for um, you know, really great breakthroughs, like really interesting and awesome, you know, moments with yourself, with your therapist, um, and be ready for, for growth. And I think growth is, you know, can be scary. Um, I think that growth can be, um, you know, really awesome when you look back in retrospect, but like, don't feel like if you're scared or if, you know, you're, you're not feeling up for it, or you don't think it's for you that you can't do it, like take that leap of faith. Um, and I guarantee like you, you won't look back. Um, and I guess the other thing too, is like, I think of therapy a lot, like I think of dating, right? Like not every therapist is the same. Like there's so many different, um, you know, techniques, like different therapists, different personalities, and you really have to be able to like mesh with that person 
And so if it doesn't work for you, you know, one time, like don't give up on it um, and make sure that you do your research because I think for me that was really important is to find someone that I really genuinely connected with to feel like I could open up and, and really trust them. So, um, you know, you can do it and, and there's definitely, you know, someone out there for everyone. I think um, I think we can probably wrap it up right there. You, you just tied it up in a nice little bow for us. And this was, uh, I know. yeah, you gave me some gems to think about. So thank you. Of course. Thank you for having Yay. me, both of you. And we're going to see you tomorrow. Yeah. IRL. Karaoke B-Day, a little hibachi dinner. Toss that fucking shrimp in my mouth. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Pedro's over there, like, practicing catching popcorn in his mouth right now. <laughs> I was going to say, you're practicing that. I'm, like, practicing what I'm going to sing in karaoke. I got to, like, get a playlist together. Oh, my God. That thong, the thong, thong, thong. The thong song. <laughs> did you guys, um, did you like figure out what shirts you're wearing? Oh, shit. That's right. It's a theme, right? Is it a, a, a concert t-shirt? It's, yeah, it's like wear your favorite band or concert or whatever. I, I know people are having a lot of fun with it, but P, I'm sure wow. you have plenty of t-shirts you could pull out of the Oh, closet. dang. Yeah. You know, we'd be buying merch at these concerts. All right. Yeah. Damn, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Okay, cool. I was stressed because half of mine, like, everyone's canceled. Like, I have my Travis Scott and Kanye concert tees that I can't wear anymore. <laughs> but I'm borrowing one from Chelsea. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you so much, um, Mean Money. And I can't wait to celebrate you tomorrow. And we're both so lucky to have you in our lives and all those words of wisdom. So we appreciate you for coming on and being vulnerable. We love team Mina. Boom, boom. Ugh, I love you too. Um, I will see you guys tomorrow. And thanks for having me on the pod. I feel super special. Yay. Thank you. Love you. Bye.